BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, welcome on to... Another edition of Summer League Superlatives uh, with John Hollinger. I'm Nate Duncan. If you're a new listener, what we're going to do here is talk about everything that we saw in Las Vegas. John somehow stayed even longer than I did and looking forward to uh, a, a full report on, oh God, who's, uh, I'm I'm too far removed from it now, John, who's like a just ridiculous Summer League player. A, a full report on Brady Mannix uh, Summer League. There we go. <laughs> yes. There we go. Is that a good enough pull? <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, Still that was good. It. it was it was nice to see him reemerge after uh, living living off the land in a yurt for five years. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it here. We just got a bunch of things we want to talk about, and so what I want to begin with is just a, a question that's probably easier today than it would be most years, and that is who we think after summer league will be the best rookie, both. For this upcoming season, and then which rookie will have the best career? Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy answer this year. Uh, I mean, it's got to be Victor Wimbanyama. He, even though he struggled that first game, I mean, he was so good in the second one, and you can see all the things that made him such a standout in France. There's going to be some adjustment for him, I'm sure. Uh, in, in terms of keeping his handle in tight spaces, uh, dealing with some of the physicality, uh, you know, can he shoot the ball truly consistently? Uh, those are all questions that I think maybe impact his rookie year. But when you look out three, five years, I mean, injury is the only thing that's going to stop him from being a star. Yeah, and some may uh, have been concerned after that first game when it was very clear that he kind of didn't know what he was doing. And I think, I don't know whether this is just the Spurs, whether it was him just jumping in with the team that had already played a couple of games in California, or whether their approach was, hey, we're just going to like, you know, throw you out there at the four and you're going to like guard, pick and roll. And, and that's just what you we want you to be concentrating on. We don't care whether you look good like this. We're the San Antonio Spurs. This isn't about entertaining people. We're just going to like, you know, use this one opportunity to help you get better for this 82 game season by playing the four and not play with the five at all and all that. Uh, but so maybe, maybe that was part of his struggles and just the lack of familiarity. And I think just the overall, uh, just the weird environment of everyone just like really wanting him to just do something, anything. Yeah. Uh, but that second game, I didn't even think he played well, honestly. And he put up just like, a you know, 27 points, nine of 14 from the field. He was oddly not making his free throws. Uh, I didn't think he really played particularly amazingly defensively in either of these games. And he still had eight blocks in two games. So uh, I think that he'll be put in much better position to succeed ultimately with the big team once he's comfortable. And I mean, who's like the last big guy, a 19 year old big man to put up 27 points at summer league. It's like a highly drafted big guy. 
can't can't think of any offhand. Right. I, I mean, I'm talking about like a you know a, uh, a center or you know seven footer type of guy. I mean, Paolo Bancaro obviously is different. Yeah, because he's like most of those guys just don't get the ball in summer league, right? Like they just get some offensive rebounds, they roll to the basket or whatever. So yeah, I, I, I mean, is, is, are you? Did you see anything at all that makes you feel like ah, you maybe I'm just gonna like slightly reduce my projection? I just thought he looked rusty more than anything else. I thought he didn't do a whole lot basketball wise yeah. between when his friend league season ended and when and when his summer league started and I, th- I thought that was the biggest adjustment for him I mean th- the sort of the tell was his conditioning which w- honestly I mean that was not an issue in the French league this year like he would play 12 minutes st- or I'm sorry 10 minutes stint since the, they have 10 minute right. quarters there um, but he would play full quarters and it wasn't an issue no and you could tell he got winded right away too yeah i mean and he said afterwards too that it was you know basketball was kind of less than 50 percent of his life during this period and he's looking forward to just getting back in the gym and yeah you could tell that he he kind of needed that like he just was was you just saw him getting tired like that so uh yeah I, I i'm not really particularly worried about it i think i didn't really change my opinion a ton of him i thought he actually threw some nicer passes than what that was actually one thing that i kind of focused on a little bit more than some i think of that i think he does actually have some solid passing ability uh and that that you know he, he threw some even in that ugly first game he did that um best of the rest best of the rest well, let's say just for uh, i would let's, say yeah, scoot just Hender- let's make it just for this year first scoot henderson for 21 minutes had us really entertained uh he can get downhill he can pass you know is he going to be too pull-up dependent i mean that's probably the one question you'd have for him but i thought he put on a good show for the time he could be out there and I guess the other question that's starting to build up with him is just uh, kind of a lot of nagging injuries, you know, for somebody of his age. So is, is that just a fluke or is that going to be a persistent thing? Yeah. And you wonder whether this is something had it not been summer league, he could have played through um, you know, some of the things. I think he had a, a pretty bad concussion that kept him out uh, for like almost a month again, uh, in uh, his G League season. The one thing that I thought was new to me with him was I just was really impressed with his defensive effort. He had a number of plays using his hands, digging in, running guys down from behind. So I, I thought that was really exciting. And yeah, I mean, you see my first time seeing a person, you know, he doesn't have at least from what we could see say uh, a or in that game a blinding first step in terms of getting separation so that that might be something to watch but he he just he looks so completely under control at this level again for a 19 year old you can tell he just has you know maybe more reps of anyone outside of like a Luka Doncic or something in terms of just point guard reps as a 19 year old at the professional level. I mean, like you know Ricky Rubio might be the only other guy but that he just looked like you know a, a six-year veteran out there yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'd I'd say it was really impressive and encouraging for uh for the Blazers and maybe a little concerning if you're a Hornets fan. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Uh but so yeah, I mean I think he seems just like the obvious choice for best of the rest as far as like this year as a, his rookie year. I mean, he's gonna just you assume Lillard's not gonna be there, he's gonna just get the keys. I mean they'll have Simons too, but he'll he'll be yeah. their point guard and yeah, you know, I mean it'll still kind of be interesting to see what happens with between Simons, him and Shaden Sharp. But uh, I mean, I imagine they'll probably be sharp coming off the bench and uh, who didn't, you know, really I didn't change, change his fortunes much, I thought, uh, on the summer league. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I will say, though, you know, in terms of career, because this year the, his team has just a lot of guys now at his position and they loaded up. But uh, a, a men Thompson, again, another guy got injured early, uh, but he at least made me kind of think about answering with him here. Yeah, I think he's 
going to be one of my answers in a later category. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought for the time he was out there, he looked really good. All right. Um, the other guy, I don't know if we still consider him a rookie or not, but Chet Holmgren. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I just, I, I don't really see like that much upside for Chet Holmgren. That's probably what I, I, I ultimately, I mean, we, I think you and I have always kind of been, I, I mean, yeah, his shot blocking looked really good. Like that's going to look really good. I think he'll, the offense is going to be a little weird. Like maybe the one thing I would have liked to have seen from him is more posting up, right? Like, like to see, and I think he only had like two post up possessions all summer league. Um, but I, I think if you're, if you're going to say, Hey, he's going to also be something like, Oh, if you switch in, like he's going to go kill that guy in the post, right? If you, you switches pick and rolls uh you know we, we didn't really get to see much of that and but i thought i mean considering that he had this much of a layoff the most important thing to me was that he looked like the same guy you know this doesn't look like this is going to be like some career altering yeah. injuries that was the number one thing i was looking for yeah i'd i'd agree with that um he uh it's kind of a miles turner trajectory he's yeah. on right where the other team's just going to play him with a guard yeah, and we'll see whether – I mean, he definitely has more ball skills than Turner probably. I mean, he didn't really shoot the three at all. I think he was like two for 11 or one for That's 11 the thing. I don't think he shoots it as well as Turner. Well, I, th- I think he will actually. I, I mean, he did at the lower levels. Like Turner really has only had maybe a couple of years where he was like above 35%, I think. But he – like I think Chet has like more of a foundation than that. But he just wasn't being used that way, uh, I thought, in the summer league. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how they use him. And I think – yeah, I guess you're talking about the best rookie this year. It wouldn't shock me if chet holmgren has you know the best epm or whatever uh advanced metric you want to mm-hmm. look at this year um yeah i mean i get victor's gonna put up so many stats maybe but but i think like chet's probably gonna be ultra efficient you would think like he's he's just gonna finish around the rim a ton as a role man and hopefully make some open threes usage won't be that high and i imagine that's gonna bl- block a lot of shots and help his team that way so yeah i mean in terms of just like who actually is like helping a team win the most like yeah he might be right up there with victor this year he's also older than this guys of course yeah all right next category here who changed your opinion the most for the better uh has to be Keontae George yeah he came you knew him better I mean, coming in he, so what could tell me you know what you thought of him coming in and what changed for you I thought he was kind of a slightly undersized pudgy wing who had some shot creation ability but wasn't wasn't really a great shooter and wasn't really able to get enough separation so I thought I thought he was just gonna end up being kind of below average at everything and that did not appear to be the case I mean showed up in way better shape uh shot the ball really well which obviously is a game changer but then his like the amount of juice he had off the dribble I thought was completely different from what he showed at Baylor yeah I mean he went from the Eric Gordon physique to like I don't know. He looked good. Uh, I mean, he, he definitely is. It's kind of, you wonder what was happening at, at Baylor that he could get to the solo. I mean, now maybe there's a, a possibility he could balloon up a, again, but yeah, he played really well. I mean, he maybe got a little too much pub because he had those back-to-back 30-point games. You know, he wasn't quite as good in the Utah Summer League, but still the overall numbers were solid. And yeah, I mean, he just looked like a, a guy. So do you see, tell me what you see him being going forward here now, uh, now that he has kind of lost this weight and maybe increased explosiveness so. well i think it greatly increases the possibility of him being an on-ball yeah. player um and like possibly a significant one so i i i just think the the upside scenarios that are in play now are very different from what i f- thought was in play on draft night yeah and they thought he passed it yeah especially on a utah team where 
Yeah, I mean, he passed the ball well. Like, so putting the ball in his hands versus it putting it in the hands of like Clarkson or Sexton. I think there's a fair argument for that now. Yeah, at least you know in a year or two, uh, and. I, I again, I didn't know as much about him beforehand as you did because I don't scout the draft as deeply as you do. But I watched at least some film of him, and yeah, I thought just he still is not you know like crazy first step crazy athlete, but like you know he could go get an alley oop off of two feet. You know he did he did that at one point in transition, and he was shooting the ball, he was shooting it from deep. Also, uh, you know he wasn't that great off the drill. I think he shot it better on catch and shoots. But that's I mean I think when and you know I I, I don't really focus too much on guard defense in some league but i think with his physical tools he should be able to be fine if he works at it so you know i don't know if i see him as being like okay this guy is the upside of like a top 10 point guard in the nba but maybe a little bit below there like he passes it well enough he's good shooting ability good size and length like can finish at the rim and also a guy who probably shoots it well enough that you could play him off the ball as well so having that kind of versatility even if he doesn't like to me the only way he really like blows up to be like a big star is if he becomes one of these just like awesome shooters three-pointers off the dribble guys and i think it's too early to just say on that but yeah i mean for a guy picked 16th you got to be feeling great about him uh first on my list got to be jabari smith jr now i don't know that i like i think he put up these two 30-point games and he hit that that huge three and what could have been one of the best summer league games ever if uh scoot and a man hadn't gotten hurt but uh you know i didn't think the you know the off the dribble scoring getting over 10 free throw attempts a game like not sure how well that part of it is necessarily going to translate i do think he's like kind of a little slow he kind of got bailed out with some foul calls uh but where i was probably most impressed actually is i think like his defense was like really good moving his feet and that was and i think he's still going to make shots although he was he still is not like an unbelievable he hasn't had like an unbelievable three-point shooting uh stretch as a pro yet but i think he's going to be good enough there and i was kind of like oh man this guy's switching like he looks big out there maybe he really can play some small ball center and you know certainly do some of this off the dribble stuff yeah i think i think the rockets are pretty excited about him at five especially when you look out with a lens longer than like just this year and to me he seemed noticeably stronger like some of what he was doing was that he was able to take the hit at the basket and still finish the play uh so i i thought that was really notable from him and then just the kind of the the confidence he played with and the fact that he actually got to touch the ball i think probably helped <laughs> yeah. too well he was like i mean he had <laughs> so. that first quarter against detroit where he had 15 points and four assists so they're kind of running everything through him uh out by the three-point line yeah. like letting him hit guys back door and stuff too yeah so i to me i thought he was the best player i saw in vegas yeah. i was really i was really impressed with with him obviously when you see people do stuff off the ball or excuse me on the ball in Vegas, you wonder how that's going to translate to being an on-the-ball creator in a real NBA game. But that said, like he, this just wasn't visible at all a year ago. So I, I think this is really notable. Yeah, and I guess the way I would kind of characterize his offense was, you know, he's still not like blowing by guys. But, you know, I think last year it's like he expected that his moves would work to allow him to blow by guys. And now I think he just kind of understands that he's not going to, and he's just more under control, kind of getting to his spots, just more comfortable overall. I mean, you could say that about, about a lot of guys. Uh, who else uh, really like kind of uh, boosted themselves in your opinion? Uh, can we go the deep oh, cut okay. here? I mean, that's what this podcast is for. Uh, Dom Barlow. 
Oh yeah. Well, I already loved him, so I I can't actually. I mean, I obviously he he was he was really good. I didn't expect this from him, but I was I was I had him as a guy, even though he's coming off a two way as someone that like a team should try to poach. So, but what did you see from him? I still don't understand why nobody has tried to poach him. You know, at least try to get him on a on an offer sheet. I mean, there's plenty of teams with exception money lying around or whatever. At least force San Antonio to make a decision. Yeah, I mean, like. I I would just throw him like you know five million a year for a couple of years like why not what else are you doing <laughs> for most for most of the yeah. team I mean his his development just in terms of his skill level the 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 touch he showed short to mid range like I actually think it's plausible now to say that he might be a, a three point shooter in a couple of years where I just would have laughed at that you know a year or two ago and uh, the, the his his ability to get places off the dribble by himself, uh, can play four and five, probably more comfortable at, at five, a better long-term fit at five. But I, I just think there's a lot to like here, and he's still really young. Yeah, he was successful working along the baseline offensively as well. And, I mean, the thing I liked most about him is his defense. I think he could switch pretty well. He's a good shot blocker, good offensive rebounder, plays really hard, good in transition. So, I mean, he's like slightly undersized for a center, but not much. Uh, and he's starting to fill yes. out a little bit. So, yeah, I, I definitely was I'm surprised that he is not actually under contract right now. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I remember after college, before I was going to move on to the next chapter of my life, my buddy and I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina to work some summer jobs and hang out. We had a great time, except for his car. His car was awful. We called it the P.O.S., it was like a 91 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. We're allowed to talk about Oldsmobile now that it's a defunct brand, right? Is that okay? This thing had the turning radius of a World War One battleship, broke down all the time, just a, a miserable vehicle to drive. And when customers are rushing to your store, you want a point of sale system that you can trust, not a real POS like my buddy's car. You need Shopify for retail. It makes it easy to accept payments, manage orders, and build relationships with customers. You can sell in person, backed by everything that you need to sell online, track every sale across your business in one place, know exactly what's in stock, connect with customers in line and online. You can drive in-person store traffic with plug-and-play tools for marketing campaigns on social media. Get great hardware that fits your business, accept credit cards, mobile payments, every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing starting on day one. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PER. All lowercase. Easy to remember slash PER because John invented PER. Go to shopify.com slash PER to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash PER. I'm going to roll through just a couple of these here because I don't know if we need to spend that much time on them, but like Isaiah Mobley for the World Summer League champion Cleveland Cavaliers 
who I just thought was he was I, good. I mean, he was like, yeah, he was good. Like, got it. it was, oh yeah, he's obviously on the team because of Evan and blah blah. And like, but no, he, like he, even though summer league, the summer league championship, okay, like I don't know what Isaiah Mobley's NBA role is going to be, but I didn't believe he was capable of coming out and like you know almost dominating at times at this level, and, and he was able to do that. So you know, he, he could boost him up a little bit. Um, Jarris Walker offense was pretty rough, although he's now has had this elbow surgery right after that. So maybe that's part of why he struggled to shoot it. Uh, but I thought defensively, at least when I saw him live, uh, it looked really good. I think it statistically defensively tailed off later on in some of the games I didn't watch, but I was uh, impressed just by like how good his hands are. Like just, he just looks like a menace out there. Yeah. Dis- dispossessing guards, uh, getting, getting blocks at the rim. Uh, I, I really liked what I saw from him defensively at Houston, so I, I can't say I was surprised. Yeah, I, I was so a little lower. I, on I him think that's I think maybe than you were. Were you? Did you like him better, or did you like uh, Taylor, Hendricks, Taylor Hendricks better? I had Hendricks rated higher because I was concerned about Walker's offense uh, and especially about the shooting part. Uh, but d- defensively, I thought he was an absolute beast. All right, anyone else on your list here? Uh, I think we probably work through the prime suspects. There's a couple other people I think we can talk about a little more in, in other realms of, of this uh, discussion. Um, the, the two I would say, and if you ha- if you want to talk about them later, I, I don't have to spend too much time on it, but I, uh, Jaime Hakez, just seeing his debut in person, like just how hard he plays, uh, like his level of physicality, I was impressed by it. He managed to uh, exist more offensively than kind of the reputation was where he's he was hitting some mid-rangers, the three ball looked okay, getting out in transition. You know, he's not going to like go dunk on people, but he'll at least try try and uh he actually he actually did dunk on, on somebody that first game oh yeah that's right i can't remember who that was uh and, and then the other one was max christie who i i thought you know his offense was so bad last summer league didn't really get to see him much at the nba level this yes. year and i thought he had a nice uh, uh no thank thank you for bringing him up because i kind of forgot about him uh giant breakout at summer league uh his comfort level on the ball night and day from a year ago and from his freshman year at Michigan State. I, I don't know where it came from, but yeah, complete difference maker in, as far as his projection really as as a player. I, I think it's like it's it's not crazy to talk about him as being a, a rotation player for the Lakers this year, where, where I would have said that was definitely crazy like two months ago. Do you think he has the physical tools to really be like a, a wing defender, like your primary wing defender? Yeah, I, tough to say. I, I don't know. Could he get there eventually? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because he's he's kind of he's like kind of right on the borderline of that uh, to me. But he's got like a, a pretty good body. He's got athleticism. I think his length is solid. So that's that could be interesting. And he shot eleven to twenty from three, which and he actually shot over forty percent as well as the Laker on. I think it was like sixty two attempts or something. So not a, a huge number, but yeah, I mean, certainly you couldn't have asked for anything more uh, for him. Okay, next category here: most disappointing player. Uh, can, can I can I choose a, an entire team? <laughs> Uh, since I think I know which team it is, absolutely, 100% you may. Charlotte, woof, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So, generally, when you bring eight roster players to Summer League, you should probably have one of the better teams and not get your ass kicked every single game. Until the game where you sit all of your roster players and then the scrubs go and win it for you. Uh, yeah, just a, a really depressing performance. Uh, the 2021 draft is a total disaster. Book Knight and Jones, they they both were, were terrible. Uh, Brandon Miller wasn't terrible. Wasn't 
I wouldn't say he was electrifying either. Um, I think he'll. I think it will be an easier game for him when he's playing with Lamelo Ball than when he's trying to create everything himself. Yeah, he just he didn't make shots. Was kind of his biggest. I would actually say he had some moments as an individual defender that I thought were at least somewhat encouraging. Um, you know, physically he looks very thin. I think you know he got mono apparently after the season, and so wasn't really able to work out. So you know, I think maybe that could be a mitigating factor for him. I mean, you know, did I see anything there? I'm like, oh yeah, like I was sure sure was wrong to have him uh, below uh, a men scoot and uh, and Wembenyama. No, I. I feel pretty comfortable with that but like uh i i'm not gonna like ring the alarm bell i wouldn't like put any of the guys that went below him uh, or were below him on my board above him based on what we saw here yeah yeah just uh i don't know just just kind of a, a lukewarm summer league for him uh nick smith i mean was a late first round pick had one good offensive game that that portland game well can i ask you a question about him really so he he was i know he had this injury hit year at arkansas but he's being talked about as like a possible top five pick coming into the year like the people who said that like why did they say that what what did they see because i i had him on my most disappointing not that i even knew that much about him i saw a little of his film when i was doing my breakdown of anthony black but you know i just didn't i I didn't understand like what was because i thought oh maybe like he just had this injury hit year and he fell and you know that maybe like teams just weren't comfortable with him or whatever but i was hoping to at least see like a flash of like why people thought this guy was like a top five top ten pick i didn't particularly see that yeah i feel like people thought he was a super athlete oh yeah he definitely is and not. i just never yeah i mean he has some quickness and some you know some yeah. fast twitch or whatever but he's just not going to stand out that way in an NBA yeah, floor. I would consider him like pretty average in that respect. Like he has good size, although I still think he's, you know, thin enough that he's not. Well, he has good size if he's playing the one, which is not really where he's ever played. Yeah. And I like, I think he got, you know, his floater, his jump shot, like that could maybe become above average in time. Like, I don't think his passing is awful. Like, you know, I could see him even maybe like, I mean, you know, you get, he, he was drafted 27th, right? So I'm not like, oh man, this is going to be a terrible pick for 27. But I was hoping maybe he'd be like, ooh, maybe they're going to steal a 27. And I wasn't, I didn't really understand what it was that ever had him yeah. break that highly, even though I do think he could turn into, you know, a lower end starting point guard, possibly with the like his size and shooting ability and being an okay passer um you know if the shooting comes around which is always a caveat i'm not sure is i'm not sure he has the handle for it yeah okay i, I don't know i i I've always seen him as just like an undersized two. Fair. Uh, uh, what about non-Charlotte Hornets division? <laughs> uh, who who would we rank as disappointment? I would say Kobe Bufkin disappointed me. Yeah, I, I've got him in another category. I want to I want to hit on a, a little bit later. But yeah, you you're you're okay. a high. Actually, no, I'll, I'll let you talk about him here because because you are higher on him. So uh, why don't you talk about that? I think I think part of it was that Atlanta was trying to I think correctly just give him all kinds of reps and pick and roll just to have him run pick and roll over and over and over again even though he wasn't comfortable with it and you could it, to me it really slowed him down like in terms of just he, he to me he wasn't playing instinctively he was like yeah. thinking about and, and everything he, does, he was he doing because he hadn't dealing, really played this way before with like ball pressure or whatever like that was a problem for him yeah yeah 
Yeah. So that that's the the big picture question is does he have the handle to play point guard cuz ball pressure bothered him more than it should have. Like even just picking up, you know, 94 feet or whatever. Uh didn't shoot well, which I, you know, I wouldn't like sweat too much over that. Uh but also like had some trouble finishing at the basket, got a lot of short range shots swatted, which which I would be a little concerned about. So j- just overall, I would say that was uh, that was a little worrying. And I was I was a fan of his uh, coming in. Uh, Jordan Hawkins well, can, can had I ask a rough you one time. Thing, one more thing about uh, about Buffkin. So sure. what was your theory? I mean, I guess yeah. you're thinking you know drafted and you're thinking he's probably in that ten to twenty range uh, mm-hmm. as a shooting guard. So you're probably thinking he's he's going to be a starter. Like what is that look like what did your vision of him in the draft look i thought he was a combo who could play good defense whose shot wasn't atrocious for his age i thought he had a lot of different outs toward becoming a viable nba player between the the two guard you know either guard position he could be maybe an on-ball guy maybe an off-ball guy maybe a defensive guy i I just thought there were a lot of things that he was good enough at that his career could flower in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Now I wasn't as familiar with him, of course, and I don't want to <laughs> say that I was uh, basing it entirely on this summer league. I did watch a little bit of film before the draft. Yeah. You said it's got, Oh, he's got a lot of different outs to being a player. And I was sort of like, Hey, you know, I'm not sure which of these is really going to hit uh, at a level where you're going to be a starter. Like maybe you could be kind of a bench more combo yeah. guard, but I was like, yeah, the shooting, like, is he really good? Like, he's, All right. He'll, I thought he'll probably make like an open spot up three in time, but that's not necessarily what you need from your guard position. And like, I think he's got some pick and roll craft. Like he could finish at the basket at the college level really well. And maybe he'll be able to do that in time once he adjusts to NBA athleticism. I think if he just had a little bit stronger build, I think I could maybe get on board with him. Like that's the thing that really kind of. Yeah, very, very narrow frame. Yeah. And you you really saw that in person on the court here. Um, For some reason that didn't pop as much when I said I saw him in person this year. And it didn't, that didn't pop quite as much as it did in a summer league game here. Yeah. And so that's like, I, cause I worry about him as an individual defender. Like, I don't know like if, if he's going to be below average there. And then like, all right, he's got some ball skills. Like I thought he showed a little bit of explosion off the dribble. Like, I think he could be a guy who could be crafty and change speeds. And, you know, I think as, he's got to get better as a right-handed passer, but he's, he's through some decent passes. So I, I, I'm def- definitely not shoveling dirt on him. I just kind of was like, you know, I don't really understand like, what the ultimate vision of him as a starter is right now uh because i don't see him as yeah. being as like an elite shooter not sure i buy him as like an on-ball score and then defensively if he's going to be a liability you're kind of like all right this, uh, but any, anyway uh let's see here all right next category is i nailed this one the guys who looked exactly like you thought they would could be maybe not that great could be really good could be that they are average in the exact way you thought they would be cam whitmore uh, I had him number three on my board coming into the draft. I thought he showed a lot of the reasons why uh, at his age as one of the youngest people in the draft, an explosive sh- scorer, a good shooter, made some progress in other, a good on-ball defender, I should add too. Definitely has some weaknesses in terms of a little too reliant on the bully ball. Uh, he definitely suffers from uh, dribble blindness, ball stopping, definitely some things to work on. But I, I thought he showed himself as one of the most talented players there and a real mystery that he slipped all the way to number 20. Yeah, and, and I mentioned this on a previous show, but you know, I talked to one team who was uh, 
drafting in the teens and they're like yeah we just didn't have him on our board we just didn't want to have that conversation we had the guys who were locked in on and you know his interview was really bad and we're just like all right we're not gonna you know make a decision in five minutes uh, about this guy like we're just gonna go with uh what our board has and uh you know i think there's uh a lot of reasons why i felt but i i I thought based on phil i didn't like him as much as you i kind of had him lower among the guys that i scouted which is about the top 10 but i with his physical tools i felt like he should have gone higher and he, i think he he proved that and you know we'll see whether he's able to hit shots as well i thought like his acceleration attacking the ball defensively it was impressive and he does try really hard to get to the rim like i'm interested to see at the nba level with bigger rim protectors how well that's going to play although i'm as well as he played in several league, i'm guessing we're not going to see him a ton at the nba level this year with all the guys that houston brought in but yeah i mean he again you anything you realistically could have expected from him he did it in this summer league i would say uh i thought you were going to go for a premature victory lap uh (laughs) with him but uh oh yeah i got i I still got i still got a couple of those (laughs) well maybe maybe you're just not convinced that it's not premature (laughs) you're just gonna take the the victory lap regardless um let's see here so this is one you and i may still agree on or disagree on him uh i thought anthony black looked exactly like i thought he would uh with one possible exception uh and i was a little bit lower on him you're a little bit higher on him i mean what did you make of his summer league was he like disappointing was he right where you thought what did you make of him? that was roughly what i expected i maybe would have wanted to see a little more offense from him but that that i mean that's that's what he was at arkansas i mean he's a, a really good defensive player good feel for the game uh not much of a shooter right now and doesn't always get a ton of separation offensively that's that's where he's at so it's just a question of what does that project to as he develops and gets more reps and hopefully improves the skill level one thing i was encouraged by with him is it looks like he's starting to try to rework his shot mechanics a little bit which i think he needed because he was shooting at really low release looked like he was kind of more he'd raised his release point a little bit and of course that's gonna be a work in progress he didn't take many threes. i think it was like one of six over the three games that he played Mm -hmm. so that's i mean that's just too low of a number for a guard but uh in terms of the number of attempts but that's i think if he's acknowledged like hey i gotta just fix this and yeah maybe temporarily it's not going to be great but he's making the attempt that actually makes me feel better because i was like man if this is going to be a shot for him like this is not something that's going to be a viable as far as like shooting a mid-ranger or you know i thought i felt like he might be able to make shots with time and space uh but he would just need a lot of time and space and now so i don't know that'll be interesting to see uh where that goes with him and how he's going to fit in with you know really they have three other guards at uh, the one and the two that they have significant investments in right now. So where he's going to fit in, that'll be fascinating. Yeah. And how, how those backcourt minutes in Orlando shake out and how they get spacing with the players they have, I, I think are a, a big question for a team that is talented enough to maybe make a jump, but you just don't know if the, if what they have really fits yet. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Okay, next category here. Who are you worried about? Uh, well, we already did Kobe Bufkin, right? Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more from Derek Lively. I was pretty excited about him. I thought he had a very underwhelming summer league. I just never felt him anytime I watched Dallas. Yeah, I mean, that's what you would like now. 19-year-old big, I get that, right? And you did feel him in those Duke games. Yeah, only three blocks and I think five games is not fantastic. And you know, I didn't think that you were talking about him as a switch guy. I can't say that I saw a ton of that, although I think, you know, his feet could be okay, but I don't think they're going to be like elite for his size. And, you know, the shooting thing, I think he took three of them. One of them was pretty aggressive but that that's probably gonna take a while it just he looked like a colt out there and it's this idea of i mean i think he still is a decent pick and they had a good piece of business to move off bertans get still get their guy but after they moved down two spots all that but the idea that he's gonna like oh this guy's gonna help luka Doncic this year that that was always a pipe dream because it's just 19 year old bigs don't do that but i think this confirmed it yeah yeah so since still definitely yeah probably a year away at least from being anything that's really gonna impact winning and losing certainly in dallas another guy i'm very worried about noah Clowney. i had a i had a top 20 grade on him and i knew he'd be a project but i think summer league really underscored how far away he is like for him to be basically unplayable in summer league <laughs> games was a, was a really a red flag for me. Yeah, I say un- unplayable because you you could tell they didn't even want to have him out there like against summer league starters. Like it was too much of a mismatch. Like they they were trying to just find little pockets of seven minutes where he could at least run up and back down the floor with everybody and have it not be a disaster. <laughs> I think he has a, a lack of of strength certainly that prohibits him from playing the five right now, even though that's really his position right now. I think I like his form on his shot. I think he'll eventually be a three-point shooter, but he's just not there yet. And so there's no spacing element to his game. He doesn't have a lot of post-up or uh, off off the dribble game. Even though he has a decent IQ and feel, it was, it was just too much for him physically and, and skill-wise right now. So uh, I would say for me, Dalen Terry it just really didn't show anything. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he actually, he, the one thing I'll say is he took some more three. I think he was eight out of 23 there. Uh, but that was actually, I think, better than his two-point percentage. It's certainly a better e-field goal percentage. Yikes. Uh, and, yeah, you're just kind of wondering, like, uh, you know, he makes a few plays every now and then, but he's going to be thin. And I just, especially on this team that has a million can't-shoot guards who are, in theory, like defensive players already uh i just kind of like all right whatever you see a guy is like okay this coming out of their summer league you're like yeah this guy has no path to playing time this year and he was already picked in the second half of the first round you get you start to get a little worried absolutely yeah little weird uh roster construction there with the consecutive drafts terry and julian phillips uh all right best defensive player Best defensive player. I mean, I'd have to say probably Chet Holmgren. Yeah, he probably had a little bit more of an effect than Wembenyama. You know, both of them were kind of playing some four as well. But yeah, I think Chet, his rotations looked a little bit better. Uh, again, with Wembenyama noting that he's you know not in the, the greatest shape. Uh, you know, Jairus Walker was in that conversation for me too. And then I thought uh, Ben and Asar Thompson both looked really good too. Yes, 
Yes, both of them. Uh, and it's interesting. I mean, both of them were in, were in kind of peculiar situations of men because he only played the, I think, the first half of the first game. And then Assard, because what Detroit was trying to do out there was so screwed up uh, until about the third game uh, when they finally stopped playing Wiseman <laughs> that – that really kind of inhibited us from seeing everything with him. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think obviously bigs are more effective than guards, but those are the guys that really kind of popped to me. Uh, You know, this is, maybe I'll change this around. We hit on both these guys already that I would have picked for the best rookie in the second half of the first round. That would be Keontae George Barely at 16, Cam Whitmore went 20. But was there anyone else that you liked in that 16 to 30 range? That I like that you mean that I thought had a good summer league. Yeah, I would say Omax Prosper did some stuff. He he looked a little more, maybe a little more offensive juice than I than I thought he might have. So I thought that was encouraging. Well, let's talk about uh, him a little bit more because I think there maybe is a feeling he's a sure. little bit older of a rookie that he might be able to come in and he's, he's going to be the next Dorian Finney Smith. Uh, all this stuff. Uh, are you, what do you kind of see him as here these first couple of years? I think he's he's a combo forward who hopefully can make corner threes. I mean, that's the part you're really hoping for. Has a little bit of off the ball juice and like just some just some general athleticism to like finish plays at the NBA level. Like he had a really nice left-handed finish around Chet in the Oklahoma City game. That I, to to me that was noticeable because it showed skill and it showed kind of the package of length and athleticism that he could that he could even get to that shot. And so I think that part's encouraging. I what I saw at Marquette was a a good defender, not what I'd call a dominant defender, but he fits a size profile that everyone in the league is looking for. So I think from that sense, he's he's notable. Yeah, I think the shot looked like okay. I mean, obviously, if you were a better shooter than this, he would have gone a lot higher, right? I'm tempering my expectations yes. based on the fact that, that he went 24. And he definitely has you know, legitimate combo forward size. And I thought he had more of, as you noted, on-ball juice, skill level off the dribble. Uh, and he plays really hard. I think that was the other thing. Really runs the floor in transition. Uh, pretty active. But I don't think he's... He doesn't seem like... I'm trying to think of who I would compare him to defensively. I mean... I wouldn't, I think he's got more to him than like Sadiq Bay, but I do worry there's a little bit of the kind of like, looks like he's going to be a really good defender and it's just maybe more, <laughs> right. more just like a guy uh, defensively, which which is fine, right? Yeah. Like, okay, he switches on to somebody he's not going to get embarrassed, but he's not like, okay, we're going to put this on whoever the best guy is, one through four, he's going to get over screens and... We can switch him on to any of these guys. Then when he's off the ball, he's going to make plays. Like No, he's not that level of athlete to me. Doesn't have that level of feel as a help defender. I thought his feet, yeah. I, I, and motor is the other part. I, I don't think he has that level of motor. And you can see it in his, you know, steals, rebounds, whatever. I just, I just don't think he's that guy who's like, who's like wired like that or has the instincts like that. Yeah, I guess I would say that's fair. When I was talking about him playing hard, is more running the floor and transition, maybe. But you know, I think your hope is that someone like that can the light can turn on for him, and he does have good tools for being drafted twenty four. Like he definitely physically belongs in the NBA when you see him. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, was there anyone else say, in that lower end of the round range that like stood out to you as, as having a particularly solid summer league? I mean, 
you know, Hawkes, his first game was yeah. really good. And then I thought he tailed yeah. off. And, and he got hurt he, too. He, he I mean, he, sh- too, so. he showed some of the things though, that I, that I think made, made me believe in him as a top two. I had him rated in my top 20. I don't think a lot of people did. Um, and he showed in that game why you can, why you can buy that. So I, th- I thought that was in- encouraging. Uh, I thought, you know, Kobe Brown, Julian Strother, like they had their moments. Yeah. Marcus Sasser had a 40 point game at the end. Uh, so they, they had their moments, but there was nothing that there was, there wasn't really anything that kind of stood out to me like, Oh, okay. We need to reevaluate here. All right. Uh, best sleeper, second round or undrafted. Hunter Tyson. I, I thought he was really good. Uh, he was good at the combine. And I, I wondered if we were just seeing kind of an outlier week. And I think he was even better in summer league than he was at the combine. Uh, not just making open shots, but actually doing some damage inside the arc too. Uh, f- finishing around the rim, rebounds, seemed to hold hold his own positionally on defense. I thought there was a lot to like there. He's what uh, they thought Tyler Lydon could be. Too, oh too soon. my god <laughs> wow wow they won a championship and you, you still well, Tim Connolly wasn't there when they won the championship no I, I it's uh oh uh, no I, I I liked uh what I saw from Tyson uh, as well um and yeah I mean like his shot mechanics don't look amazing but it was really going in for him uh, and yeah he's got good size some athleticism plays hard what what position is he a four to you I, to me, four is his best position. You know, can he can he guard some threes? I think that's a really interesting right. question, just because it it opens up a lot of potential combinations for Denver if he can do that. Yeah, maybe it, Calvin Booth has found like the new uh, the, the new market inefficiency American white guys who are more athletic than they look like they would be. Right. Calvin Booth also drafted, I believe, the first drafted player from Penn State since Calvin Booth. Is that right? Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, J- Jalen Pickett. Um, let's see here. Next. Uh, oh, I got to do my my sleeper from. Uh, let it, on the yeah. second rounders. Leonard Miller was really good. Yeah, I know. Like I've, I haven't had a chance to fully dive in on him yet. Uh, but I noticed that he had like twenty six percent usage somehow. Uh, and yeah, he just he just does yeah. a lot of stuff out there. Like it, it's just he's not an amazing athlete, but he plays hard. He rebounds incredibly well. Uh, and you know, I, I'm interested to see what he looks like defending. But he he sort of reminds you a little bit of what Jared Vanderbilt was for them and maybe he can kind of fit into that role i don't know if he can like get down in a stance and guard the way vanderbilt could but he, he has some of those same elements right up to like not being that great of an athlete yet still somehow like getting every rebound yeah uh interesting he's got a funky shot i think if that comes around he's gonna be he's really gonna yeah. be and something. his shot's not as bad as jared vanderbilt's either like i think his shot actually could be could nah. be okay uh the the other second round we should probably at least mention uh is Jalen Wilson of Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, what did you make of him? You know, I I still don't totally know how it translates to an NBA game because he was kind of he was on the ball a lot. He doesn't like get great separation. He kind of tries to power over people. He had some really nice Euro finishes. I thought that I, I hadn't really seen much of in his game at, at Kansas. Maybe I was just watching the wrong games. Um, in, interesting player, like. I watched him and was like, okay, he probably should have gone higher than 51. Still don't really know if I see a rotation player unless he shoots the ball better. But th- th- that was definitely interesting what he did at summer. He made second team all summer league. 
couple guys that stood out to me. Uh, one guy that I knew absolutely nothing about whatsoever, which was kind of interesting uh, as I learned more about him, was uh, Muhammad Gay uh, with the Hawks out of Washington State. He was kind of like a college center. Yes. Like, but he really was playing the four, and he looked comfortable in that role. And he's got, like, good size, almost like center size. And I thought he actually could, like, move his feet a little bit. And, like, he looked comfortable shooting the three, even though he was, like, under 30% on very limited volume his two years at Washington State. So it's someone who just intrigued me. I mean, again, two games or whatever in summer league, like, his track record didn't seem to be that strong uh, at the college level but as somebody could maybe make a transition to like a guy with really good size at the four if he could continue the shooting improvement i thought thought it was interesting and he's got like good size he could finish around the rim he made some plays there some block shots yeah shot a lot of mid-range at washington Hmm. state so it's it's not totally implausible that he could stretch that out uh it was interesting because he shows flashes of athleticism he had some he had one amazing block at at summer league a lot of the tape on him from college just had him getting cooked off Mm. the dribble and it was really weird because it seems like he can move but in the moment when he has a guard on him somehow he he would always get beat uh so i'm i'm wondering how that part translates for him i suspect he'll spend a lot of time in the g league this year but good good developmental player i i had him as a developmental guy i had him i want to say i had him in the 50s on my board um, I was a little surprised the Hawks went for him as early as they did, but you can see the case for it. Just, just watch him out there. Like, I don't think he's going to give the team much this year, but you can see two, three years down the road, how he could really maybe be something. And then the last guy I had there was Trace Jackson Davis, older. Uh, I think he turns 24 this year, uh, but I, I think he's got pretty quick feet. I think he had like some, he only played the one game, he had some crazy number of offensive rebounds. And I just think like there actually could be a chance that he like plays some this year just as the only role man that they have on the team to play with chris paul in the second unit and like he's just yeah yeah i i was surprised he slid as much as he did i thought he could be a rotation backup five uh you know he's not going to space the floor he's probably not a switch guy he's a little undersized but he really rebounds he can he can do a lot of stuff kind of in the flow of the game just with make making the right pass or whatever he rebounds he runs like he just does a lot of positive things yeah, and some of those dunks are, are pretty crazy too uh with those he's got big hands he'll get like great extension with the left hand and, and go up and dunk on people he can you know fin- finish alley-oops i think you know the story was that james dunleavy his agent kind of tried to get him to 57 uh with the warriors and uh mike dunleavy their their new gm across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the gulf of mexico it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Best sophomore. Got to be Jabari. I did not. I did not. Pick I, him. I would take him over Chet. Uh, how about Keegan okay. Murray, who did not play in Las Vegas? Oh, and so therefore people kind of see. I was only thinking yeah. of Las Vegas. I, I mean, guys. He had, yeah, he uh, 
He yeah, he cooked the Miami Heat pretty severely. Yeah, and not a team that had you know nobody to guard him. I mean, as far as summer league goes, but yeah, that was exciting. Just seeing him on the ball a little bit more, and I never really believed he was going to be like a big on ball scorer necessarily. But he was creating mid rangers, looked pretty good there. Uh, so that that was pretty solid uh, to, to see him come in and do you know behind the uh, raucous summer league home crowd uh, in sacramento they did not light the beam by the way in case you were wondering uh for the summer league Kings victory uh much to the chagrin like couldn't they just do like a like a really thin beam or something it's like maybe it's only visible like, you know, a few hundred yards away it's like uh only light half the yeah. sky and, and so b- based on the fact that I've, you know murray was better than jabari last year i kind of I, I went with him uh and, and uh then another category i had not necessarily best but two good for summer league jalen williams only played one game but yeah, yeah i was gonna say jalen williams i mean he was one and done yeah, right i mean he just completely overwhelmed uh the jazz players that were trying to guard him the other guy i had in this category was andrew nemhart huh so and, and I'll, I'll i mean i like you know he didn't come out and like dominate necessarily but he was i mean he was old when he was drafted too but he like he was stronger than usually the guy who was guarding him you know he came off the pick and roll just totally under control setting setting guys up making the right read knocking guys backwards getting to floaters uh, just looked like he he i mean i actually thought his summer league last year was not very impressive and i was wondering like what the hell the story was mm-hmm. with him and then he came into the league and you know like starting games for indiana i didn't i didn't see him as like some big stopper defensively but he just like he uh, i mean the freneticism of summer league when you get a point guard who comes in and this was part of why scoot was so impressive too and like willie is in control of what's going on it, it stands out yeah anyone else you wanted to uh throw in there uh i don't i don't think so i think we i think we basically got the you know either either we've already talked about yeah. them or or we just mentioned them wish you were here guys who maybe you would have thought should have been here but uh instead didn't play for whatever reason or maybe they were injured or whatever but guys that you like you wanted to see you were kind of curious to see what they would have looked like and, and they weren't there zaire williams yeah i mean he had such a lost year last year yeah, yeah. Would have would have liked would have liked to have seen him. Uh I don't know how you felt about Golden State's third year guys uh not being there. So that's Kaminga and and Kaminga Moody. and Moody. Yeah, Kaminga pouted his way through Summer League so much last year that I think, and particularly because it seems like he might want to get out of town. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting them to be there. I'll put it that way. Um, I was a little surprised. I mean, maybe there's an injury issue. Uh, Jeremy Sohan. I don't. Maybe 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 some of these teams, like I guess, uh, it's like, and maybe Zaire Williams fell in this category too. Just like, yeah, okay, it might be nice to see you, but we've got other guys behind you that we actually need to see uh, even more, and we don't want to just like have those guys to. We want, you know, your Jake LaRavia, your David Roddy to get a chance to uh, attack rather than deferring to the third year guy and Dyer Williams like we had you here last year. Uh, but so- <laughs> Sohan, I mean, I guess, you know, they had Sissoko, they had Dom Barlow, they had a bunch of other guys, but I would like to see him play a couple games. I, I guess they were going to play Wembenyama at the four too. So I, I understand why he wasn't there, but I-, I wanted to see what he looked like in this setting because he had like a few big games last year. Yeah. Uh, Mark Williams, I think, would have helped Charlotte. I think he had an injury. Uh, yeah, thumb that's surgery why I wasn't there. for him. Okay. Uh, uh, more seriously, uh, so the four guys from Houston kind of get screwed oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's, I had them too. Uh, yeah. Christopher, Ty Ty Washington, Usman Garuba, and uh, I'm, I'm blanking on somebody. But anyway, they, they, that was unfortunate. I think it might only be those those three. Um, 
Oh, was Kenny Martin the fourth yeah, guy? Yeah, might have been yeah. Kenny Martin Jr., who probably wasn't no, going to play summer league. No, uh, and I just I would have liked to see Christian Braun out here. I I know he they just won the championship and they had other guys again that they wanted to get reps for, but like he needs to get out there and he needs to just fucking shoot the ball and just see what that looks like because he as much as he helped them at times in the playoffs, like his shooting is a major liability. He needs to work on that. Yes, yes. Who had the most overrated summer league? Uh, player team. <laughs> I guess we're going yeah. with player. Well, I mean, I would say Cam Whitmore won Summer League MVP and clearly had no business being Summer League MVP as good as he was. So that that would be number one. <laughs> uh, I, so here's one that I had. Ben Matherin scored really well. And at this level, like guys just can't deal with his physicality and aggression attacking the rim. But is he ever going to make a jump shot again? Like the, he, after the first two months of last year, he just can't make anything. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't really think he was that good. I I, I guess did, were other people I, saying I mean, I he guess, was good? You know, like, I, I you know how when it I was. when I watched like the the guy. Yeah, I know. I, I watched the Indy Washington yeah. game and I was kind of like, yeah, like I don't know. Like I want to see more from him defensively too. Yeah, it, and I want to see. Um, and not just him not shooting, but him doing something other than shooting once he gets within five feet of the basket would also yeah. be nice. So I, I think there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is when like a guy has 12 points in the first quarter when he's already been good the last year. Oh, he's too good for several leagues. Too good for several leagues. Like, let's just just wait. Yeah, guys, it's all these guys only gonna play three games. Can we at least wait until he's played his three games before we do like a full full evaluation? Um, I think a lot of people were like really high on anthony black summer league i I thought he was just kind of about again he had like a 17 point quarter or something and some people were kind of going crazy there but the overall numbers weren't really much more than you expected another guy who seemed to be getting like a lot of positive pub because he he was doing more on the ball at times and and scoring was a marjan bochamp and i'm like well congrats on your like two steals and one block in four games when you're like supposed to be this defensive playmaker and the overall efficiency actually wasn't really any good so i i just i i didn't i didn't think he was good at all yeah uh, how about an underrated summer league? Someone who was you thought was good that you haven't really heard talked about much. You know who I actually thought was good? <laughs> uh, and Atlanta just cut him was Tyrese Martin. <laughs> yeah, they drafted him last year. Uh, and he was on a two-way, I think, right? Yeah. So, uh, oh, no, he wasn't on a two-way. He's on a full he contract. Was on, no, yeah. he was on a standard He was on a standard contract, yeah, with that was non-guaranteed this year. So uh, I, I think he's going to land somewhere on a two-way. I'm, I'm still kind of interested to see what he can be. He may just not shoot the ball well enough to, to like, really command the floor in an NBA game, but – I I thought he I thought he had a really good summer league. So this is a guy that I think is being completely lost in the shuffle when OKC is discussed. And that's understandable because Jalen Williams is great last year and they have Giddy and they have Che Gilders Alexander and Chet was drafted number two. But if I had to pick, and I guess they, Lou, you know, Lou Dort is, is another fine for them. But uh, I really liked, and generally even as a professional, given how raw he was when drafted, I've liked what I've seen from Usman Jang so far. I think he's been, uh, like he showed some pretty good ball skills. I thought he looked very comfortable shooting, uh, made some plays defense even at the rim uh using his size and like mm-hmm. i don't think he's like a nuclear athlete i don't know if he's going to be a stopper but as a guy who's just it's starting to look like he's comfortable off the dribble like who just is going to be i think he's going to have a place to be offensively can do a few different things and has good size uh on the wing like just a, another guy who's has a chance to be like a starting level of player on the wing that just nobody seems to be talking about. yeah that's a good one i still don't know how i feel about him um but he like his his summer league, he did all the things you said in, in summer league, like without a question. Um, guy who had an interesting summer league 
was uh, Dyson Daniels because I thought he was a monster on D, but still has a lot of questions offensively. So it's just really up in the air how that all lands. Yeah, I, I guess that's, where are you on him right now? If you want to elaborate there, I'm I'm still I'm still torn. Like I, I want to believe in the shooting coming around for him and and the offensive package, but he doesn't have he doesn't have tremendous burst. And he doesn't have a great shot, so you really got to get by with a lot of craft if you're gonna if you're gonna be that guy. It, it seems like he's. Yeah. I think when you have Sorry, when you have a hard worker and Fred Vinson, like you, you like the odds of that working out long term, but it's just not there yet. Yeah, it, like his shot doesn't look broken mechanically to me. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, r- really slow yeah. and. Uh, yeah, and I don't think he has a ton of confidence in it right now. The way I would characterize so, it. Interesting to see where that yeah, goes. Yeah, it is interesting because he has a, some like definite NBA skills, uh, and it seems like he's only almost like doubled down on some of those things. Like the passing I thought was actually pretty good. Like he's good creative when he gets into the lane. Like he's a good leaper off of two feet, maybe not off of one. Like his floater, I think, is it going to be okay? Uh, and then defensively, he's good. But it's just like, how do you fit that guy into the team, particularly given that they are already have a lot of guys with some limitations as shooters uh all right next category here premature victory lap uh okay uh time for me to be an asshole uh oh oh, okay i'm not used to this so (laughs) this is is gonna be a big shock to the system this is a sharp sharp uh, left all all, all listeners please this is this is you're never gonna see this again Uh, Jalen Hood Shafino. I, I just didn't, I just never got it with him. And I thought he was exactly that guy in summer league, like just somebody who doesn't get to the rim and has to take a lot of low percentage shots. Yeah, I, I think that sounds reasonable to me. Uh, you know, I, I just didn't really see much that was uh, too exciting there. He, although they do have a, a good track record, but uh, you know, maybe he's drafted high enough that like the politics get into it more. Like when the guy's in the second round, it's just like, all right, we're, we'll just take whoever the scout says. But like, uh, oh yeah, I could see that. I would say on mine, you know, I think Brandon Miller shouldn't have been in the top three. You know, I'm feeling good about that right now. And then uh, Casein Wallace didn't seem just like so amazing to me that he was worth the stupendous price that they paid to, to trade up right yeah and i thought he looked he the, looked the questions enough, i had i was like like what why do you just have like such a hard on for this guy that it's like all right we're gonna move heaven and earth and go get him yeah a okay shooter who might be a good shooter in time but not not a lot of juice off the dribble um was was hurt a lot at kentucky although that didn't seem to be a thing in summer league uh defensively i think he'll probably be pretty good um, but yeah, I, it was weird. He shot really well that first summer league game and then just cratered after right. that. All right. Next category here, looking rock solid. Like who do you think is just like, yeah, you know what? I liked what I saw from this guy. I think the guy is just going to be a solid NBA player for a while. Grady Dick. That was the same guy I had. Yeah. I, I, I just think he like, he's, he's big, he can shoot, he's mobile enough. He's, you know, probably in a playoff game, you'll probably go at him on defense, but like, he's not going to be a massive viability either. So I, 
I think he's that guy for me. He just me. knows how to play. I really enjoy watching. Whenever I turn on the film of him, I, I'm always really just, I appreciate the way he has these cheeky finishes at the rim, the way he gets back door, sets up his man. Like he just, he, he's wise beyond his years uh, as a player. Pick, yeah. Seemed to speed up his shot release yeah. too, which was one of the things I was worried yeah, about. more comfortable shoot, shooting off the dribble. Um, pick that you didn't really understand that you still don't understand after summer league. <laughs> I, I can go first well, here. I, I'm, um, yeah, sure. Uh, number 26 overall, Ben Shepard to the Pacers. Yeah, I thought he was a... I, he was more of a thirties guy for me. Uh, like, like, like what's, what's the kind of Jack of all yeah. trades, mas, master, master like of none the selling point. on Yeah. Him? Like he's that he can be a backup too. I, I, right. Like he, cause he doesn't really seem to have yeah the size or the physical stature at that position. Like he doesn't, he didn't look like really comfortable shooting the NBA three. looked like he had to like really like push the ball to get it there. He made shots. Uh, okay. But, and like, he's got, you know, a little bit of burst in a straight line attacking the basket, but you know, doesn't really, do hardly anything on ball at least he didn't at this summer league and you know i think he's just gonna get overwhelmed physically on the defensive end so i was just i was kind of like all right you know he looks all right but it just I, there was nothing that stood out to me again you know 26 overall like you're not expecting any miracles but i just was <laughs> i watched it and i was like even if you put the rose colored glasses on what are you seeing yeah uh, i thought the other one who maybe qualifies for that is jed howard okay let's talk about him because i know that you were very uh very low on him coming in I thought he looked fine. Like he's, I think he's like fine as an athlete. He's shots released pretty quick. Like obviously any of these guys, Dick and Jordan Hawkins and, and uh, like the ball's gonna have to go in for him. So maybe you, you just felt like it yeah. wasn't going to go in for him, but like, you know, his shots pretty quick. Like he he's seems to have a little bit of off the dribble game, like maybe a little more mid range than you might like, but he seemed like he could maybe be like a Gary Trent junior type someday. Like that seemed like re- just watching the whatever three games that, that he didn't look like I, I didn't mm-hmm. watch him and be like oh yeah this guy is just is awful like which I felt about some guys in the past at times we, it, it wasn't a Johnny Davis right. no it, it was not like that's let's be clear uh so I just like taking him ahead of Grady Dick I think is really pretty questionable when you're talking about that exact same archetype right. yeah I, I agree with you on that but I like I didn't see him and just be like oh yeah this guy's awful like what why the hell would this guy be picked range like I mean maybe he just won't make shots and he won't be good like that's still possible but I I wasn't watching him and just like oh this guy looks like really overwhelmed uh most enjoyable player to watch just aesthetically you liked watching him the most uh because he played five games i might go with a sar thompson what do you what did you like about his game oh he just did some cool shit yeah. man like he had he had probably the two best dunks of summer league right uh shaden sharp had a pretty good one too uh yes uh, that's sorry eason had one uh as well that was pretty nasty um but another guy we probably actually should have mentioned in the like too good for summer league conversation because he was really good but yeah i, I mean a sar yeah uh yeah, yeah i guess i i, I, I talked about him pretty extensively earlier but i wanted to know just your overall impression of asar and like how he's gonna fit in at the nba level i have no idea how he fits on that particular team <laughs> I, I think it's yeah pretend that he gets very... to a real team someday okay uh i think he can defend i think his shooting obviously is going to be with the big question mark uh i think he could make plays off the ball as a slasher cutter fast break guy i think his handle's probably good enough it's not on the level of his brothers but 
Uh, I would have liked to have seen more on-ball reps from him. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're set up really to allow that at, at this point in time. But I, I will say this: like, I'm I'm a little bit worried about it. I mean, part of it's the Detroit thing, the jumper. But like, I actually thought like of the two, like you know, that's always oh, Sars jumper is a little bit better. Like, I thought actually like his mid ranger could get to a point where it's passable. Like, he airballed. It seemed like basically every mid ranger he took. Like, it was he was looking like uh, he just like, like one of the worst perimeter shooters that i've seen you know he's looking like tony allen level of shooting and i was i'm the, he does so much well that i just i really hope he succeeds and like you i enjoy it but i like a men to me and he was a man was actually gonna be my pick for most enjoyable player to watch even though he only played the one game but uh like a man is just so has so much burst and he's so sudden and he's just so relentless attacking the basket that i think he can get by even if he's not a great shooter like a sar i just i don't think you're gonna put the ball in his hands enough to where it's uh it's going to be that useful like he's still a basketball player like you can uh i think that there's a way for him to succeed but particularly on this detroit team i just kind of worry he's gonna like get caught lost in the shuffle or something uh tony allen shot 34.5 percent from three in 2015 and 35.7 in 2016 i have to defend his honor on uh what 45 attempts <laughs> let's not get bogged down in all this nitty gritty detail whatever well, I, I figure if we could just watch all of them and the, uh, the time it takes to complete this podcast that maybe <laughs> um yeah so amen was the guy for me though i mean just especially seeing mm-hmm. him in person it's like and like he plays really hard he's relentless he just even when he just like rips the ball through it's just so forceful and just i, I like he had a bunch of blocks at the rim too that's how he ended up spraining his ankle but i i was just like wow like the, and he, i don't know what his role is going to be either quite frankly and he kind of had me lamenting a little bit the dylan brooks signing because i think uh, like he in theory could be a three for them and you know he's not going to solve their shooting problem but i it was i definitely was feeling like this is a guy if uh, it's a if it's a blowout rockets game like maybe i'll switch over and see if it's uh <laughs> right uh, enjoyable. i I will say, if I could do most entertaining, like the first half of that Portland-Houston game where Scoot and Ahmed were both playing. All right. Any other like summer league takes that you had? Anyone else you wanted to discuss that we haven't hit on? I think I've uh, emptied out the notebook personally. Did you catch any of Javon Freeman Liberty? No, not not really. Uh, I I, Because he wasn't on a roster at the time. I didn't go back and look at him. Danny actually talked about him on our last show, but I I couldn't even tell you what he looks like, honestly. Yeah, because he was... um, you know, he was the best player on a bad team at DePaul. Um, and so, like, he scored a lot, but it was like, whatever. And uh, was pretty good in the G League last year and now was really good for Chicago's Summer League team and got signed to a two-way in Toronto. Uh, so re- interested to see where that leads. Uh, I thought Cleveland had a couple interesting guys. Craig Porter Jr. signed to a two-year two-way, which you don't see a lot out of Wichita State. I thought he he was one of the better rookies at Summer League. And then Sam Merrill, who was like hanging on to the, a spot in the league by his fingernails, uh, might have been the best player at Summer League, other than non-Jabari category. Might have been the best player who played five games, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, and uh, I thought I thought at least cemented his place in the league for another year, if nothing else. Yeah, that's, that's good for him. All right, well, uh, we'll uh, be back. I think John and I will probably be on, I think we're going to take maybe like a month off or so here for summer, but uh, we will be back after that to start talking about what's 
let's uh, maybe a little more recap the offseason, but I think we're going to start looking forward here, talking about uh, what the new landscape of the league looks like. Uh, obviously, if a Lillard or a Harden or a Siakam trade happens, uh, you'll hear from us uh, on that too. But I want to thank you all for being subscribers and uh, tell everyone, uh, enjoy your summer. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 